cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shark blew up. Oh, he's toying with him now. Hey, Caitlin, how are you? It's week two of Roland Garros, the French Open. Right. Things uh, start to get interesting, not to knock the first round, but not a lot of interesting matches. No. I mean, now's the time that uh, people are finding their groove. We've had enough to constitute highlights. I watched a highlight reel this afternoon because there has actually been no tennis in Paris for the past two days. It's been really rainy. Right. Um, Some pretty great highlights. People rolling around in the clay, taking stabs while yep. falling you know ugh, it's exactly what i we were talking about last episode we just like love to see that rich red clay standing in everyone's clothes <laughs> exactly even their black and white clothes black and white stripes uh that's the major story from from week one i think very controversial yeah i I'm, i usually like it when uh fashion bounds are pushed but this is just like actually hard to look at yeah, <laughs> like it hurts I've been your hearing eyes. a lot of things similar. Even Judy Murray, who is fantastic on Twitter as Jude Moo, yeah, uh, basically just when the team and Zverev match was going on, which are two young bucks both playing in Adidas Y3 stripies, she just did uh, two zebra emojis. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. She's great, yeah. Not yeah. everyone's mom is, you know, facile at emojis on Twitter. Jeez. Nope, not at all. Not at all. She's a great lady. Um, she's a great lady yeah I mean I just think that it's like like even the Burditch horrible Euro trash stuff that H&M was putting him in wasn't painful to look at like (laughs) like, say what you will uh, this is the worst it kind of does look like an Escher like optical illusion kind of thing maybe that's strategic you think it's like distracting their opponents well I think Stan Wawrinka a year after winning it in what is widely considered to be the ugliest outfit of all time. In, <laughs> with the plaid now, shorts, yeah. With the plaid shorts and like the gray steel, like matte gray top, is back wearing a highlighter. They've, I've heard announcers calling it the highlighter. He's wearing black shorts and a neon yellow. And I have to imagine that that, you lose sight of the ball. Right. If you're right. his opponent at some point, just for like a millisecond, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I'm uh, just saying, I'm not, a, I'm not, uh, opposed to anybody dressing to distract. <laughs> this is like a, this is like a new strategy uh, on the clay. Yeah, could be. And in the meantime, I have to tell you about something incredible that I um, just was made aware of um, in the last couple of days. Are you ready to hear about this? Yes, go. Okay, it is an article on Vogue. Somehow, Vogue magazine was given uh, access to Serena and Vili- Venus Williams's yearly secret dance-off competition. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. This wait a minute. This has been happening every year for their whole career, for their whole lives. This year, 2016, was the seventh annual Williams Invitational, a private tennis, ping pong, dodgeball, and dance competition between Serena and her sister Venus. Can you believe this? Sounds like the funnest thing in the world. I love it all of like those things. It sounds like the funnest thing in the world. Yeah. Their mom participates. They do choreography to Beyonce and uh, Taylor Swift, and there's LED suits and. At this year's uh, event, Serena was hung from the stage in a hula hoop, like a la Cirque du Soleil. Can <laughs> wow. you believe this? So, but do other people go, or is it just them in a room? No, I, that I mean, them in a room would be like excited, <laughs> exciting enough. It's right. like they're basically like their entourages, their hitting partners, their like personal assistants. Um, Lisa Leslie, wow, 
was, uh, you know, a former Olympic gold medalist and a center for the LA uh, Sparks, was on Venus's team this year. And she did, um, she took part in a Muppet chorus line to Outcasts, Hey Ya. <laughs> Is there video of this? Myself and Venus, um, we do every year. It started out as a friends and family thing. Eventually, we had a dance competition that started out really fun. Uh, it's like it's almost unbelievable when you think that they couldn't be like any cooler or or eccentric. This comes out and it's just the best. It's like the best. There's catering. There's like forty people. They flew them. They flew some of the participants around the world to like train while like Venus and Serena were on location in like Melbourne for the Australian Open. It was uh, Wozniacki there? Isn't she tight with Serena? It does Aren't not they, appear like, Wozniacki was here, but I have to imagine Wozniacki was at some point. Uh, involved. involved. There were yeah. there were a couple of NFL players. Wow. Oh, like who? Hang on. It's Bryant McKinney. Okay. He's an OT for the Dolphins. Sure. He's an invitational veteran. They call him, and they <laughs> they gave he. I guess he's such an uh, an ace at this that he gave him his own team. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Venus Venus versus Bryant McKinney versus Serena. <laughs> this sounds like the best thing in the world. This is yeah. Amazing. The video is nuts. Like they get like professional choreography, like they do on like TV shows. And people are wearing, like, flashing jumpsuits. Can you imagine any more rarefied air than, like, being allowed to be part of the Venus and Serena Williams Invitational? You know? Maybe, but this like seems Carl like... Carl Lagerfeld's private jet that only he and his cat get to fly on. But this seems, like, way more fun than that. I love it when professional athletes actually enjoy being professional athletes. Like, make the most of it, guys. You know? It doesn't last forever. The best part uh, of the whole thing is a quote from Serena. That started out really fun. And then it got overboard serious. You better! Oh my you better! And then it got Broadway. <laughs> I put that on a t shirt. That is going to be like just stacked four lines of that. It is amazing. It's amazing. We salute you, William Sisters. They're still both in the tournament. Hopefully, um, this will be Serena's 71st. Although, I don't know if you saw that Venus Alize Cornet match. Venus still has it. Yep, yep. One in three, which is extra impressive, right? Yeah, really impressive because she's got an autoimmune disease that I'm, I don't actually have, know how it affects her. If it's just like it's like in one week, out the next, or if it's just like all the time, she's constantly battling fatigue. Yeah, but I mean, she's, she's what, 36? Yeah. 37? It's like still, mine. Still doing it. Yeah, yeah, and like when she looks good, she looks really good. She looks like the yeah. Venus of old for flashes out there, um, right. which is really exciting. Right. Yeah, and like, like when you watch her play, you realize like, oh, she's like in her own way as unique a player as Serena. You know what I mean? Like just the way she moves and how she's all arms and legs. Like it's cool. It's cool. It's really cool. And I was watching the match and Lindsay Davenport was calling it. And Lindsay Davenport mm -hmm. like played against them. A lot. A lot. Like, <laughs> Venus's yes. main rival during her heyday was Lindsay Davenport. Like, their Wimbledon match, which had, like, a very, very intense, like, third set. I think Venus ended up winning, like, 9-7 or 10-8. Like, it was one of the greatest right. matches on grass I've ever seen. Like, they were just, like, hitting the shit out of the ball. <laughs> like, because that, you know, was both of the yeah. styles, basically. And they're probably not that far apart in age, right? It's just that Venus has kept going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, I bet Lindsay Davenport's like 41, 42. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brings, four kids. Brings me to a correction um, yes. on the podcast. I got a lot of very positive feedback because the episode, the last episode dropped while I was still in Stockholm and a lot of Swedes listened to it for the first time. 
uh-huh. like, hey, this is silly what you do. And I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will take silly. Yeah, no, yeah. great. Go Fantastic. On. But I did get a um, very angry uh, Swedish response which was a bummer. Um, but, yeah. but I, you know what we can, I can, I can take it. It was both my mistakes. Um, we got a response from somebody in Stockholm who said, you didn't know that Mats Villander tested positive for cocaine to which I would say, Whoa. no, I did not know that. I guess everybody yeah. else did. Did you know that? Is that like a known thing that we just, you know? no, not at all. And I think it's one, one of those things that's like out there, but no one thinks about it because it cuts so hard against who we think of him now in his forties or fifties or whatever. Yeah. You know? spent so long like raising money for charities and being like an affable gentleman on the TV, but duly noted. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to think that we have like an American centric, uh, conversation at the expense of anybody else. So right. not, not to slight Mr. Villander. Um, and the second thing was, um, that thing that I said about somebody retiring was totally not true. It did not, huh. that person did not retire. The last notable <laughs> retirement, Robin Soderling last. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Robin Soderling. Robin Soderling. I do. I yep. actually kind of miss him. He was definitely a like very good foil to the sort of golden boys of the of the time. Although now right. I would argue that we have Djokovic and he's just as good. Yes, definitely, definitely. But but when like Soderling and Del Potro were still both like out there in the top ten, it was cool to have two giant guys who could hit down on every ball and could potentially <laughs> win anything. It's great. It's great having him around. That reminds me of um, my wife's. A feeling about uh, Marin Cilic because mm-hmm. after Rafa has pulled out with a wrist injury yep. and Federer pulled out before the tournament began with a back injury I was asking Claire what she thought about uh, what would happen and she said as lo- I don't care who wins as long as it's not that monster wow strong words and I had to get her to elaborate and it turns out she was talking <laughs> about Marin Cilic what? why is Marin Cilic a monster? I don't know I guess he kind of has like a bit of a hunched back and he's got a mean mug Yes, yeah, he does definitely have a Kafka thing going on for sure. But wow, that's rough. <laughs> that's really good branding. <laughs> he should rebrand himself the Kafka esque player. Maybe like exactly. playing like a sort of like a plutocrat like, sort of workman shirt. Like just really embrace it. Yeah, or like a bug. Like it's a little on, on the nose, but he he could just embrace that part of it. Uh, yeah, Caitlin, uh, the person I want to talk about is the man of the tournament so far, who is Richard Gasquet. Richard his, Gasquet. His match against Nishikori, like if you didn't have the context for it, you would have thought it was the final. When when he won the final point, he actually like kicked out his feet and laid down on the ground for a second. Amazing. <laughs> this is what a fourth round match. Amazing for uh, so many reasons. It speaks to to the tortured relationship he has with the tournament, and how he was always supposed to be not without reason called like kind of a downer, and you know he didn't like evince many positive emotions in this one he's doing that thing that murray did for a little while where he almost like over fist pumped (laughs) where it was like i'm gonna show you guys how positive i am but his fist pump is super strange like his his elbow is almost parallel to the ground and he just doesn't quite make totally a fist it's perfect it's like a perfect french fist pump yeah it's like i'm deigning to fist bump you guys can't you just like give me this yeah or it's just like it's stylish and like a little different god it's great okay it's great and yeah, and so rewind. it's exciting. Tell me why yeah. this is so exciting. Because, I mean, Richard Gasquet, it's like some French guy, like nobody, you know, for the layperson, can we explain right. just what is so profoundly satisfying about this particular match, but also just like his really good run at the French? Sure, right. And he had the run, uh, what, last year at Wimbledon where he got to the semis, mm-hmm. won a big match over Varinka. And I think that basically 
um, he was like the chosen one when he was young. And in fact, during the match, they showed uh, the picture of a magazine showing a nine-year-old Bouchard Gasquet uh, playing, and he was going to be, you know, the great French champion. Um, and he does have a very stylish game. It didn't age poorly, but not well enough. Like, he's not that imposing. He's a good athlete. He's not really a great athlete. And the top four guys all ended up being great athletes. Um, and he was kind of sour, right? I mean, like, I remember watching him play being like, this guy's not having a lot of fun. No, not having uh, a lot of fun. Which is a all. real shame because, like, and I think this is what was so satisfying about that match because, like, first of all, Nishikori has been formidable. Uh, yeah. He's in the top five, I believe. I think he's seated fifth at the at the. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely in the top great. ten. He's he's had a really incredible season. He got to the far, finals in Barcelona and gave Djokovic a run for his money. Like he's really right. improved, and he's I think, in my mind anyway, like definitely in that next crop of people, roundish yeah. among them who could like really establish themselves in the top three or four. And right. um, so watching Richard Gasquet not only beat him with like a really comprehensive like it was a comprehensive beatdown. It was serving. It was volleying. It was right. um, slicing. It was that beautiful looping backhand, which was featured on the cover of tennis magazine in February, <laughs> 1996. Yeah. And I'm looking at the picture right now. It says le champion que la France attend, which is like the champion France has been waiting for. Yeah. Wow, a, no pressure. No pressure, dude. And he's like winding <laughs> up this big, beautiful backhand that was, you know, called by many like the most beautiful shot and he was using it in such a cool way with like these short spinny angles against Nishikori which was just like super cool it was yep. amazing to watch it felt like you watched like somebody come into their own in like a full and even more so than he did in Wimbledon because it's on his home turf and he's fist exactly. pumping oh man I'm so excited for him I hope this um gets the French like really really fired up about yep. his chances in the tournament he plays Murray next which is not a great draw for Richard <laughs> no it's not oh, god I saw Murray just tortured John Isner uh, it was hard to watch. Murray's like the worst draw for him. Not the worst, but among the worst draws for Isner on clay because he just hit all these junk balls and drop shots. And every time Isner tried to get cute, Murray would just run it down uh -huh. and hit it up the line. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. I do feel like Isner, though, like I've, when I watch him, he, it, it makes me think about Roddick and not just because they both sort of have a frat boy thing going on. They seem like players who've gotten the most out of their ability. Yeah, like John Isner being in the top twenty for years now is pretty great for John Isner. Nobody <laughs> like, saw that coming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's smart. Oh, but back on Gasquet, uh, they actually showed during a changeover him regripping his racket, which I was in ecstasy because for those of you who don't know, Richard Gasquet only grips halfway up, only puts an overgrip halfway up his grip. Because he's never using that other hand. <laughs> it's is that so, crazy? What is it, that? I I I mean, because other guys with one handers, they still grip the whole thing. I don't know. I think it's great. There's something as far as tennis goes that's kind of badass about it. Yeah, it's so minimal. Yeah, it's yeah. very minimalistic. Um, one thing that I am excited for, and this is coming up, not to plug um, racket yet again, but one in the first issue, we're gonna have this seminal. French journalist Carole Bouchard, who's going to talk about um, Noah, no Yannick Noah leading the Davis Cup, and this current crop of French tennis players, including Richard Gasquet, Sanga, Gaël Monfils. Uh, I don't Simone. know if Simone. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to get to him, but Benoit Paire, who have like kind of been touted as like you know this like this incredible Lacoste you know generation 
uh, th- like some of, some of them should be doing better than they are. I'm really happy Gasquet is, but like these guys, and I think this is why he's been such a sourpuss on the tour for so long is like, these guys are shouldering a tremendous amount of expectation right. and they just like, haven't done it. And one right. of the theories is like, they're just party boys. Right. Like they're just straight up party boys. Gasquet got caught uh, with cocaine in his system a couple years ago. He said that he got it from somebody he was like making out with at a party, and they let him off the hook. Right. There's pictures of him. <laughs> that is a good excuse. I had never heard that one. Well, because it's, it's sort of a humble brag in yeah. a way or something. Well, like the only like, way I got it. Many women who are <laughs> throwing themselves at me. I'm not sure if that's scientifically accurate. Right. I don't know if it's possible, but it was a good try. Excuse me. I mean, it worked. Yeah, right. So there you go. There's pictures on the internet of Gasquet and Sangha, like shirtless at a club. <laughs> like kind of like dirty dancing with ladies on a stage. Yeah, I can see those two, but Jill Simone doesn't seem like a party boy to me. Is it the beard? Is it the beard? It's the beard. Uh, he's like really into like Moneyball type tennis, right? He's the guy uh, reading Kafka on the sidelines. He's, he's the guy reading Kafka. Yeah, even more than the guy who looks like Kafka. But do you sure. think, and this is something that I want Carol to explore, like do you think that there's like just something inherently French about like, you know, uh, unbridled success? Don't you think they're like, they're maybe like, t- they enjoy life too much? And I don't say that you know, negatively. Caitlin, I would like to distance myself from this kind of, <laughs> this kind of speculation Before about the French of- national spirit. Right. <laughs> so what you're saying is like, is a country that just outlawed uh, emails after work from a company <laughs> destined <laughs> to not reach for excellence? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Um, I mean, I'm saying it might have something to do with, you know, single-minded athletic pursuit. Yeah. Well, Maybe. I mean, I feel like... And also, can uh, you blame them? Like, wouldn't you rather be in the top 20 for your whole career, but, like, have a ton of fun than be some, like, aesthete who, like, doesn't hang out with anybody or make out with girls or maybe get cocaine on them accidentally? (laughs) No, I mean, yeah. I think it's, like, a good, solid life choice. I also think that other than Sangha, like, are they really the athletes that, like... Like, I guess they could have broke through and won one major, but I don't feel like they've underperformed that much. You know, these guys have been in the top, like, fixtures in the top 20 for their whole whole career. Yeah, That's fair. not that bad. That's not that yeah. bad. Songa, however, should have won a yeah. by now. Definitely. He definitely. came onto the he, scene. He came, he came really close in two Grand Sun Finals, and then he just, like, deflated like a balloon. Exactly. And he is, he's had a few times the draws opened up for him. One time at the French where he couldn't do anything with it. Because you had to feel like if a French guy could just get into the final there. The crowd alone. Uh, yeah, that would help a lot. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Right. I think also that group has suffered against the group from Spain that had Nadal and Ferrer. Like yeah, I guess that's been, true. Like, Even though Ferrer also has better. never made a, uh, like, yeah. won a Grand Slam, he has been, like, a, a, a stop gap in the draws. Well, like, he's been a very, very consistent obstacle for anybody else. Well, and he's just, I mean, he's been, he was in the top five for years and years. I mean, he was the guy right next to them. Um, and you don't feel like any of the French players, I don't know, like look watching them play. You don't feel like any of the, the, the French players have gotten as much out of their talent as Ferrer's gotten out of his. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would say Ferrer's probably at least half, maybe a third talented is Monfils and Saga. Yeah. Probably Gasquet too. Pro- probably and Gasquet. Like, yeah. This guy has been in like a ton of finals yeah. and doesn't tournament, doesn't get injured. Yeah. Like he works really hard. He's probably really boring. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I bet he is. Yeah. Totally. I have a postcard of him on my fridge because Dave really likes Dave David Ferrer for some reason. Huh. Dave was at Wimbledon and he was in the bargain bin. The David oh. Ferrer postcard was in the bargain bin. Oh. 
That is. It was rough. like it was only twenty pence. I was like, I don't quite know what that means, but I get that it's cheap. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So so that I mean, I think the tournament being like a pretty good tournament to a great tournament will depend on uh, how far Gasquet goes because I feel like those matches, if he can get by Murray, which uh, I don't know, but in a world in which he does, it's going to be great. It's going to be really great. I have to say, I am going to root for either one of them. I really want Murray to do it yeah. um, just because I, I feel like this is his time and I really like how he matches up against Djokovic lately yeah. for reasons that we discussed in the last episode. But I feel like if he can do it, basically whoever comes out of the bottom half I'm rooting for. It's Murray Gasquet. Vavrinka's playing the guy who beat Raonic, which everyone's acting like is a big upset, but it's not because Raonic is enormous and can't really move on clay. <laughs> right, exactly. Basically, there's nobody in the top half of the draw um, except for Djokovic. Burdick isn't going to go anywhere. He's playing David Ferrer. That's boring. Yeah. Oh, boring. Man, that yeah. is some. That is a super boring match. I mean, for great yeah. players, that is a boring match. Yeah, you just know like Burdick's going to go for a bunch of aces. He's going to miss. Ferrer's going to wear him down. It'll probably go to four sets. They'll probably be like. And, you know, one point will be inescapable from the next. Ugh. Um, <laughs> and then there are those two young guys, Team and David Goffin, are in the, the lower half. Right. Um, they could play each other in the next round. But, you know, it doesn't feel like the kind of, like, fireworks that are definitely gonna about to happen in the lower half of the draw. So I'm going for whoever comes out a lot alive, whether it's Vavrinka, Gasquet, or Murray. Yeah. Because um, I feel like all of those will make for good finals against Djokovic, and it's hard to imagine anybody else stopping him in the top half. No, not at all. And also I feel like, uh, like I want to see Murray win. I think it'd be like career-wise good for him to end up with three. And also, there would be like I like I'm not a hater, to Djokovic, but it would be if he lost in the final again, it would add a lot of drama to next year, because yeah. he'll be like 29 then, and like he's got to get this done. I think it'd be it would be really fun. Yeah, and then it starts making like you, you know, then the anxiety starts creeping in. You know what I mean? Right. Which like evidenced by the fact that Serena's been sitting at. 21 for almost a year is like that's real yeah right like right. these things get in your heads like it was hard for maria sharapova to win the french open for a lot of reasons serena chief among them right. but also she had never won it before yeah and like there was this thing and it became a thing you know it could become a thing it could become a thing for him i mean it's right on the verge of a thing because i think everybody thought he was going to beat stan last year oh uh, yeah. yeah everyone thought it was all all but his when he didn't have to play in a doll right and then all of a sudden, like he gets trounced. <laughs> it's so satisfying. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for this 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 second week. I hope they get to actually play some tennis again because it, like I said, it hasn't. They haven't played in two days. Yeah. Yep. So we've been watching re replays. But on the plus side, anybody who wants to can catch some really insane highlights. Yes. So Caitlin, uh, my wife and I are having another kid, and ah! eh, and uh, I figured out that this kid is due the second week of the Australian Open, which I think is perfect given when that tournament is on. I can actually watch all these matches live because I'll be up all the time. So if you guys ever have another kid, highly recommend it. I would try to hit that sweet spot. Peter was born during the French Open, and f now until forever, I uh, associate the disclosure ad. You know the one. <laughs> I do, I do. Yes, that's burned into your brain. It's huh? burned into my brain because I watched yeah. so much French Open tennis while some tiny, tiny, tiny creature napped on my chest. It was awesome. Right, because the the thing that non-parents don't know is that that first little time, other than the sleep, not that hard. They're really. just blobs on you. They're not up to much. No. So it's pretty easy to watch tennis. It's pretty great. Dude, it was awesome. I'm going to yeah. definitely try to have number two, assuming that happens, around a tennis uh -huh. tournament. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, you, kudos, my friend. You are living the dream. <laughs> I am living the dream. Um, all right, Caitlin, have a good week. All right, until next time.